0: This is DJ Dr. Chris
1: and it's your favorite nurse practitioner Bree.
0: Today I'll be talking about heart rate variability
1: and I will be discussing tachycardia
0: and after that we'll pop up with a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready?
1: So excited for this one.
0: Okay Bree what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you Dr. Chris? Doing great. Who wants to start today?
1: Um let me start with your weekly dose of BS. So let's talk about tachycardia. It can mean it pretty much means the same thing, but different things can cause it. So according to the Mayo Clinic, tachycardia is the medical term for a heart rate over 100 beats per minute. There are many heart rhythms disorders or arrhythmias that causes tachycardia. Sometimes it can be normal to have a heart, fast heartbeat. For instance, it's normal for your heart rate to rise during exercise or response to stress, trauma, or illness. But in tachycardia, the heart beats faster than normal due to a condition unrelated to normal physiological stress. So, as for me, when I work out, my heart rate goes up to 150. Technically, that is tachycardia, But as soon as I stop, as long as it goes back down underneath 100, usually we like it around like 70, maybe 80, then that's okay. Your body should adjust to your conditions. Now, the cases that tachycardia may cause no symptoms or complications, but if left untreated, it can disrupt heart function and lead to serious complications. Is heart failure, stroke, sudden cardiac arrest, or death death would probably be the main one that I would be like. That's a bad one, yeah. (laughs) You know, you really should have had help with that. Um, Treatments for tachycardia is is like drugs, medical procedures, surgery. Um, They all could help with reducing the rapid heart rate that you have. And then types of tachycardia is atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, SVT or supraventricular tachycardia, ventricular tachycardia, ventricular fibrillation. Um, All of these, which are different diagnoses in themselves, which if anyone is interested, I can go in more depth, but right now we'll just do an overview. And then some symptoms that you may not know or be aware of with tachycardia is like, you could be having shortness of breath, happens to me when I exercise, lightheadedness, rapid pulse rate, heart palpitations, chest pain, or fainting. Um, if any of these symptoms you may have, like during your present, like say you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you feel faint or you feel like your heart, your chest is increasing, I would discuss with your healthcare provider so they can run different tests because it may not be anything to do with your heart. It could be another condition, Condition, however, it doesn't hurt to get checked out.
0: Yeah. V-fib I think is the bad one. Is that right? V-fib is bad. Yeah. Yeah. AFib is not that scary. I mean, it's good, it's good to know about. AFib
1: it. is kind of scary too. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Vfib is bad. Vfib that means there's no like rhythm at all. It's just going completely crazy. Yeah. AFib, if you're in that for a long period of time and it's not under control, it could be bad as well.
0: Yeah. I I think it's it confusing for people like is it good to have a like you know high heart rate? Um, when it comes to exercise and the idea is adaptation right Yes. so you want to stress yourself in a safe way get the heart rate up so that your body adapts and the long-term effect is a lower resting heart rate so that's the idea
1: that's the idea
0: yeah like Lance Armstrong like his heart beats like twice a minute or something ridiculous
1: he's like I think like 40 (laughs) 40 is usually too low but we can talk about that that's called bradycardia we can talk about that next week
0: Well, this actually ties in nicely to my topic, heart rate variability. Um, So kind of everyone these days is obsessed with wearable tech um, and, you know, taking all these stats to sort of see where you stand. Uh, And this is sort of the the newest one, heart rate variability or HRV for short. So that is the time in between heartbeats. Okay. So it does vary like sort of microscopically. I guess that's probably not the right word, but it does vary uh, and normal resting. And if you have a low variability, it's considered to be sort of a sign of poor health, and a high variability is a sign of good health. Um, And so why is that? So this really comes down to the autonomic nervous system. So the autonomic nervous system is divided into the sympathetic or or fight-or-flight response and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is sort of the relax and recover system, Mm. right? Remember that?
1: (laughs) Fight-or-flight. Fight-or-flight, yeah.
0: So in a fire flight mode, like muscles constrict, the the pupils dilate, the the GI system basically is inhibited, and the parasympathetics uh, basically turns all that off. It's the reverse of that. And that's really controlled by the vagus nerve.
1: Mm.
0: And we tend to be in a vagal state or a parasympathetic state. So basically, the body has a system called homeostasis, right? And that's basically a balancing act. And if you have too much or too little something, something happens. Like the thyroid, too much thyroid, you have what? Hashimoto's or is that Graves? I always get that confused.
1: Hashimoto's and Graves.
0: Uh, too much of thyroid, and you have Graves. Too mm-hmm. little, and you have Hashimoto's. I think is
1: right. Is that right? I think so. We did a whole section of thyroid. And <laughs> yeah, go back to those episodes. I, but I know Graves' disease is hyper, so that's yeah, that's right. And Hashimoto's it, it is hypo. pushes produces too much.
0: Yeah. So anyways, the the nervous system basically is trying to also maintain uh, homeostasis. So one interesting example of this is breathing. So when you breathe in, your heart rate increases to oxygenate the tissues. And when you exhale, the heart rate decreases. And here's something interesting. There's even a difference between the nostrils. So left nostril inhaling is associated with uh, um, the logical brain and the the parasympathetic nervous system, and the right is um, associated with the creative side in the sympathetic nervous system. So breathing in through both nostrils keeps homeostasis. Mm. So here's a little trick if you want to kind of biohack this. If you have to give a presentation you're nervous, you can literally plug up your right nostril and take a whole bunch of breaths in your left nostril only, and it'll calm you down.
1: So anyways. I think that would stress me out a little bit more. <laughs> Could be. I was like plugging up one side and just reading through I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have enough oxygen. But that's me and my anxiety. Yeah. So
0: going back to sort of this homeostasis. So if you have constant stressors in your life, with overtraining, poor diet, work-related stress, or poor night's sleep, that balance of tone is interrupted. And then your ability to switch gears back and forth between the uh, the nervous system is also disrupted. That's why you want to have a good HRV, which means you're able to switch back and forth from sympathetic to parasympathetic quickly. So that's what I have for you.
1: Well, thank you very educational. I'm going to try that little trick with breathing in the one (laughs) nose. I don't think it's going to work for me, but it's just a little test we can do and we can let the viewers see if I have a panic attack or not.
0: So there's a couple devices on the market that measure HRV. Whoop Strap is sort of like, I think the first to come to market. And there's a new one uh, called Morpheus, which is more like a watch that you wear and it's supposed to be like the most accurate one. And that's what I have.
1: Oh, Oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, and I should mention too, like, how do you apply this information, right? So if you, if you wear one of these watches, mm-hmm. you get a recovery score. So, you know, a lot of it has to do with how you slept. So if you have a poor HRV and a poor recovery score, you just that, shit out of luck. Well, <laughs> it might change how you train that day, right? So if you have a poor one, maybe you don't try to do a PR squat that day. Or if you're like 90 to 100% recovered, that's where you can ha- like hit it hard. So that's what you do with that information.
1: Good to know. Can you? We'll have to link that on the um, Instagram and on your website, so that way people can actually look at the product and decide if they want to use it for themselves. Absolutely.
0: So, are you ready?
1: Let's do some questions, or do you want to pop open a bottle first?
0: Don't we always pop open a bottle first for I mean, the questions?
1: I'm already drinking, so. All right. Let's we'll see well, what happens. Did let's you do you it. You just smell your armpit. <laughs> <laughs> I was wiping sweat. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So let's pop open a bottle and see what comes out.
0: All right, let's do it. Okay. All
1: right, Chris.
0: You have some questions for me?
1: No, I want to know what you're drinking today.
0: Oh, I'm drinking a rosé in honor of you. It's a La Crema.
1: You know, I love La Crema. Yeah,
0: I know. It's delicious. Actually, it's the first time I've had the rosé version. It's really good. Oh, really? Yep.
1: I've had the Chardonnay... Of course the Pinot Noir and the Rose. It's just cause I drink a lot. Have you heard of an orange wine? No.
0: Yeah, I was just in uh, Charleston for a PT conference. And um they had I went to this place one sixty seven raw, which is amazing. And they have uh orange wine there. I never heard of it.
1: Oh, well maybe you should tell us about that in your segment of the like food and stuff. We can okay. give a shout out to Charleston. All right, I will. But you're drinking the rosé. Is it good? Delicious. Is it light? Is it sweet? Is it dry? Light,
0: not sweet. Not overly dry, but definitely not sweet. So it's really nice.
1: What about you? What are you drinking? So, of course, I'm drinking a rosé as well. Um, it is more of a dry rosé. Very crisp, light. It's from Provence, France, of course. is one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying to think... Like if we've ever had this one before, because sometimes I like go back, but it's whispering angels. I don't know if I've talked about that it one. Doesn't or not. sound familiar. Um, but it's pretty is basic. It's about like between 19 to um $22. You can get it from like Wendixie, Walmart, Publix, all those places. It's not anything special, special, but it's nice, yummy, very light, um, very dry, and I love it.
0: Nice. Okay. You want some good news?
1: I would love some good news.
0: Okay. Uh, here's the title of the article. Oklahoma Goodwill employee finds 42000 hidden in donated clothing, and her integrity pays off. So let's see. We find our name here. I think it was Andrea. Andrea Lessing was working at uh, Goodwill. Found a stack of hundreds in a, like a jacket or something like that. And her first thought was of her six-year-old daughter. And she was like, I can finally give my daughter an awesome party. But then she started thinking about it. And she believes in karma and couldn't imagine keeping the money for herself. She poured the cash. And the owners actually completely forgot about the money. And they gave her a $1,000 reward. And she was able to give her six-year-old an awesome party.
1: Look at there. Honesty does pay off honesty is always the best policy in my opinion even if you know you're going to get in trouble you should still tell the truth i feel like this world needs to be reminded of that uh-huh. good job andrea we're proud of you good job we are proud of you round of applause <laughs> i wish we had like a little cheer thing we'll have to come up with that i'll find that yeah um so who's ready for some common sense questions
0: oh boy here we go i'm ready
1: um, how many times the the... Blah, 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 blah. How many times... is the rosé. How many times <laughs> does the alphabet A appear from 0 to 100?
0: The alphabet A? mm mm-hmm. From 0 to 100? Mm-hmm. I don't understand the question. How many times... Can you re- uh, reread it?
1: How many times does the alphabet A appear from 0 to 100?
0: The alphabet A appear... I don't understand the question. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, zero uh-huh. to 100. How many times do you see the letter A?
0: Oh, in spelling all the numbers? I
1: guess. Zero, Maybe.
0: Zero. No, oh, this is a trick question. It's <laughs> a trick question. Zero.
1: Good job. None. <laughs> You, you, it's like the numerical way of zero to 100. So you don't see the alphabet. I just
0: guessed because I was like, I I don't understand what this is asking.
1: All right. Why is it against the law for a man living in North Carolina to be buried in South Carolina?
0: Because he's alive in North Carolina.
1: Good job, Chris. You (laughs) thought about that one. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah.
1: I just picked that one. You don't bury somebody alive. Yeah, you can't Basically. bury someone alive. All right. Name the most recent year in which New Year's came before Christmas.
0: Name the most recent year where New Year's came before Christmas. hmm.
1: 2021.
0: No, <laughs> judging by your
1: look, that's wrong. No, that's correct. <laughs> is it? I'm just shocked. He never gets these right. I, that's, I'm three for three. Yeah, <laughs> because New Year's always comes before Christmas.
0: Well, it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I guess New Year's Day is what they're saying. Well, still New Year's so Day. Every okay, yeah.
1: January first is always before um, December 25th. So every always, year, always. Er, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's always. All right, let's do one more because I just, that's like a fluke. He must have had his Wheaties for breakfast. (laughs) Okay, there are five oranges in a basket. How will, okay, I read that wrong. My whole brain was like fart. Maybe I needed to eat before I came. There are five oranges in a basket. How will you distribute the oranges to five people such that one orange is still in the basket?
0: I feel like we had something like this before. Five oranges in the basket, and you have to distribute to five people. Mm-hmm. Well, one for yourself. So, five people in a room, and you're holding a basket, so you're one of them. So, the other four people get one, and you have one in your basket for you. <laughs> Is that right?
1: Well, that's... I mean, that's technically correct, but they said, distribute one orange to each... St- distribute one orange each to the four people. Then... Give the fifth orange together with the basket to the last person. So not really yourself, but to the fifth person. I still got that. Yeah, right. you still got it right. <laughs> you still got it. All righty. All
0: right. So is that four for four? I that's think that's my best four. episode I yet. I
1: know. That shocks me. <laughs> Wherever that rosé is. La Crema, you must have been doing a good job.
0: Well, maybe we should end this on a high note. What do you mm. think? No, you got something else?
1: Tell us about the restaurant in Charleston. Oh,
0: okay. Well, first of all, oh my god, what an awesome city. I love Charleston. Beautiful city.
1: Again, South Carolina.
0: Yeah. So you're from Greenville? Yes. Which is how far from uh Charleston?
1: Three hours. Three well hours. I mean, let's be real. If you go to the speed limit, it's like three and a half, four. All right.
0: <laughs> and how often would you visit?
1: Oh, we would go maybe once, twice a year. It just depends. Like yeah. I have friends that live there so I would go down and visit.
0: Yeah. So I, I was there for a physical therapy conference. I'm part of this like mastermind group and um that's the reason i went we extended the stay my brother and my wife came spent like four days there i got to meet my hero kelly Starr, like the number one physio in the world in my opinion
1: oh wow uh, it
0: was really cool but anyways we got to eat a lot of great food uh that place 167 raw was just like a fun cool vibe had really interesting stuff like the orange wine i mentioned but if we're going to pick a restaurant from there that i think is the best Probably the best meal I had was a place called Husk. Have you been there? I've never been
1: to the Husk in Charleston. We have one in Greenville.
0: Thank you to my wife. She actually planned everything out. She's a super planner. And she got us reservations like two months ahead of time. Apparently, like there's that much of wait for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got like a duck confit and she got uh, a black sea bass. Oh, my God. We, it was one of those meals where we didn't even talk. It was just, this
1: food is incredible. I bet it was. Yeah. Uh, so. Husk has rave reviews. I yeah. mean, Charleston's known for food, too. So yeah, it's one of those cities that is just very historical, a foodie place, yep. I feel like, in my opinion. And it's very touristy sometimes, because a lot of people go to Charleston to get married as well, because it's such a beautiful town.
0: We were talking about, because it's such an easy flight, it was like... An hour, hour? And half. yeah, it's not yeah. that far from here. It was a direct flight out to Gorda, so the whole like transit was like three hours. Like we mm-hmm. we would fly there just for a weekend, just to uh, have a whole yeah. bunch of good food.
1: We did that one time. Michael and I, my friend was getting married, and of course, the other person thought the other person was taking care of it. So I was looking. He goes, "Oh, the wedding's this weekend." I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Did you book flights?" He goes, "No." So we um, hit JetBlue. We flew out of Fort Lauderdale, direct flight JetBlue right into Charleston. We literally got there friday night the wedding was saturday and we had to leave at six o'clock sunday morning
0: yep you can do it in
1: and out it's an easy flight easy commute the airport's not that busy like it's nice
0: have you flown out Punta Gorda before
1: i have on the way to greenville
0: that's such an easy airport there's one terminal yeah (laughs) there's nothing so fast it's awesome so do you have a restaurant picked out for us
1: um, so this week we actually have tried a couple of different restaurants because my cousin's in town. So we've been showing her around different places, trying to figure out like where, you know, what's good, what's not good. But there's a restaurant in the Venetian village. It's called fish. I don't mm. think I've ever said anything about that, but I took her there cause I love it cause it's on the water. Um, fresh seafood. Um, you get, you can either sit inside in the bar area or they have tables outside along the bay and so see that use great sightseeing you can watch the boats go by There are beautiful houses they're shopping so um when i went to fish i had a lobster roll and michael got the oysters we were obsessed with oysters mm-hmm. as well and then um they had this really great grill grouper on top of spinach and then um they have lobster mac and cheese which is also my favorite
0: yeah, and I know they have a happy hour. I think you have to sit at the bar. Yeah, you have to sit at the bar. Dollar Oysters.
1: So yeah. I recommend anyone in Naples to go to fish.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that place. That was going to be next on my list. I actually stole it. Just stole it because I <laughs> love restaurants. I'm a foodie. <laughs> All right, Bree. do we have anything else?
1: I think that's it.
0: Okay, let's wrap it up. This is DJ Dr. Chris.
1: And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. This
0: is Poppin' Bottles. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye, guys.